is in the know for Tuesday, April 13, the 103rd day of 2021. There are 262 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. What's your weather going to do for the next couple of days? We'll tell you about that. And we've got 40 unhealthy habits to stop doing before the age of 40. We've got that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the no, he's the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. Two-time Silver Sal nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Moscow, Paris, and sometimes even Brandenburg. It's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. Thank goodness we didn't have to go to Brandenburg this year. To, you didn't get run ruled in Brandenburg. You got to stay home and get run ruled. Well, no, they did get run ruled. No, ten to one. Ten to one. No, they, right. they did not get run ruled. So, so even worse, it should have been run ruled. You would have been out of there earlier. Yeah, but uh, they had a couple bullpen pitchers come in. Owen Bradshaw and Jackson Higdon came in, threw yeah. the ball really well, and Gable shut the door and. Keep it from being a run rule. At least you got some experience. And to confirm, you did not see any mullets. No. The Meade County mullets are no more? The Meade County mullets are no more, which was incredibly disappointing. Yeah. That was worthy of going to the game itself. That's one of the main reasons we picked the game to begin with. Uh, That's right. Exactly. Beach is on assignment today, so we say good morning to our dear friend, Litchfield First Baptist Church, knows him as their worship and discipleship minister. The uh, Internal Revenue Service knows him as Dennis C. Cook. We lovingly know him as Yukon Cornelius. Morning, Humble Bumble. Howdy. How we doing? Doing very well. Good to see you. Hey, thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Haven't seen you since Good Friday. I know. It's been a while. It does seem like a long time since then. It really Uh, does. A lot of water under the bridge. Are your hands sticky? Yeah. 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 So I've had one one Cook Ranch shaved ice serving. By the way, I did get the large. Okay. And I got the wedding cake. But I noticed every time I went to touch it and move it around, my hands got sticky. Yeah. And I thought, well, imagine working. In the shaved ice trailer for a week, you would just have syrup everywhere. Well, we 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 use gloves. Um, you know, health department has specific regulations that we, of course, follow to it. Oh yeah, I forgot you wear gloves. Okay, no winking, please. <laughs> Unless you're having a seizure, I hope you're okay. I can confirm there was glove wearing. Uh, Do you have to wear a hairnet? Actually, we have to wear hats. Hats. Okay. So I know where you're going with that, Sam. Sam, we're trying to be professional, and you know, you started off wrong by wearing a red shirt on well, a professional show. Let, let's, we were supposed who, to dress up. Who's in first place right now? <laughs> Go ahead. Who's Mark. only had 20 hits in the past week. We're supposed to dress up, keep it professional. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is my best attire. Yes, keep it uh, first place. Kind of stay on target attire. here. Yeah. Best we thank you. Uh, best we can. Uh, you know that I will talk. Uh, we'll try and talk more about your uh, about shaved ice because I've got. I'm going to give you a Yelp review uh, on the air. A real time Yelp review for Cook Shaved Ice. No be, way. Cook Ranch Shaved Ice. That'd be all right. <laughs> this is sure. exciting. Well, sure, I, mean, I don't it. know that Yelp will really be involved, but it's what I would tell Yelp. Oh. If I were going okay. to tell gotcha. Yelp. Uh, so uh, yesterday, late in the show, we shared that there we weren't sure if the Duke of Edinburgh's title 
was going to Prince Charles, and if it is, does that indicate that Charles is getting skipped over? Are they going straight to William to be yeah. the king is my, is my yeah. point. But mm-hmm. uh, come to find out, and a lot of people are like, who cares about the royal family? Well, it's just something to pay attention to. Okay. The passing of Prince Philip revealed something we didn't know. We know him as His Royal Highness the Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. Okay, uh, but Dennis, you know I love giving titles, especially to you. Yes. So I've got my work cut out for me because beyond the Duke of Edinburgh, he is the Earl of Marioneth, the Baron Greenwich, the Royal Knight and Most Noble Order of the Garter, Extra Knight of the Most Ancient and Most Noble Order of the Thistle, Member of the Order of Merit, Knight Grand Cross of the Royal Victorian Order, Grand Master and First and Principal Knight Grand Cross of the Most Excellent Order of the British Empire, and I'm only halfway through. What? Is this for real? It's for real. You all can see it on my page. See how long that title is? It's the entire title. Right what, what was the thistle part? Because, uh, I mean, the British side of my family's uh, last name was Thistleton. Does that mean that I... Yes, with the down of a thistle. <laughs> that I yeah. from, Does from that mean I have royal before. blood in my family? Yes, I'm you sure. You had me at garter. <laughs> so am I, I, knew, I knew that would be your takeaway. Would be, I could stop listening after that. Would, would be garter. Uh, other words that jump out. So New Zealand is in there. Sure. Yeah. Uh, companion of the Queen's Service Order is in there. I, I can only imagine. I can kind of go without knowing that. Uh, Lagohu. Uh, yoo-hoo. Uh, the Order of the Military Merit. Uh, Privy Council, Privy Councilor, uh-huh. Queen's Privy Council, Aide de Camp, and Lord High Admiral of the United Kingdom. That's a lot to put on a business card. Vista. Well, yes. His wow. his business card is on a legal sheet of paper rather than a <laughs> yes, carry around resume. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, scattered morning showers are disappearing today, and we'll see a drier afternoon ahead. <laughs> scattered morning showers, a high of sixty seven today. Tonight, partly cloudy, forty nine is the low. Rain chance for tomorrow will be thirty percent and a high of sixty seven. But uh high temperature is gonna remain below average. For the rest of the week and into early next week, so maybe beyond the ten day, we can get back to some to some seventies. Better than the fifties, but still sixties kind of feel like in between. That was the one pro to last night. Is that it was perfect baseball weather. It was a good baseball. It was, weather I mean, just I mean, perfect. It uh-huh. couldn't have been much better. Very good. Uh, reading c- a couple of the national headlines, troubled to see that situation in Knoxville yesterday, where a student opened fire on officers. Responding to a report of a possible gunman at a Tennessee high school, police shot back and killed him. The shooting wounded an officer and comes as the community reels from off-campus gun violence that's left three other students dead this year. Police found the student in a bathroom at Austin East Magnet uh, High School in Knoxville. And uh, the student died at the school. The officer was taken into surgery and after being shot at at least once or shot at least once in the upper leg. So continued, uh, you know, gun violence in our schools, which we all hate to hear of. And then also, you know, continuing to monitor if there's if Minneapolis, Minneapolis would be a community that it just seems that. Uh, things just continue to be problematic going back to this time last year in the Derek Chauvin, George Floyd case, and that trial is going on in Minneapolis. And now a Minnesota officer, we are now being told today, uh, intended to draw and use her taser, but drew her service weapon and fired it in the death of uh, Dante Wright, a 20-year-old. And so it's if you've seen the body cam footage you are just kind of in shock at, because you commiserate with the officer that she realizes what she's done 
as Dante Wright drove away after being shot. She uses and after she realizes, I mean, it is, it is amazing what that body cam footage shows. And it, it made my heart race because here in the middle of this uh-huh. thing that our law enforcement officers face all the time. And unfortunately, um, you know, citizens face a lot as well. And so she goes to try and detain him. And, and now a lot of us Monday morning quarterbacks would go. Well, if you can't tell the difference between your taser and your service weapon, you don't deserve to be a member of the force. But this is a lady who has been an officer for 26 years. And until you walk in those shoes, until you're in that situation, Mm -hmm. I I guess we probably need to be careful about being critical. But it is heartbreaking to hear her immediately realize what she's done. She realizes that she made she intended to do one thing. And did completely different, and then that led him to crash, and then, you know, so it's just... It's terrible. Terrible <laughs> situation. The things just continue, the information continues to be problematic mm-hmm. uh, in our nation. The governor of Kentucky, Andy Bashir, yesterday dangled a carrot in front of Kentuckians and Kentucky businesses to say, when we get to two and a half million persons vaccinated, that he will relax some of the... Uh, restrictions. He's calling it the Team Kentucky Vaccination Challenge. He says if you are a restaurant, a bar, a store, a public pool, a country club, a grocery, a funeral home, a wedding venue, a concert hall, a museum, if you put on festivals, you're a distillery, then here's what you've been waiting for, a clear number and a clear goal to hit. uh, Currently, Kentucky has vaccinated 1.55 million residents, so we're about 900,000 short of uh, the, the carrot that he's dangled out there. But now don't get carried away because you're still going to have to wear a mask, he says. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I'm just going to make a prediction that once some of these limitations get lifted, that you're going to see people just disregard all of the restrictions. Yeah. It, we're we're inching close to that right now anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Um, I'm going places now where I'm sort of looking around. Well, what's everybody else doing? Right. And if they're not doing it, well, I'm not going to do it either. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just trying to figure out what the protocols are involved. But I will tell you, if we get to two and a half million people of four million, I don't know if that's a number where I say, okay, everybody's had an option to get it. Though, if you've not received it, that's your choice. And I am perfectly fine with you making that choice. Sure. But I'm going to make my choice then to decide I've protected myself. Now, you know, this is the way that we're going to have to move forward. And I think that's what we're going to have to agree to. But the masks thing, I think he's fooling himself. Um, It took him a while to get people to comply. But I think as soon as a little bit of the all clear is given, you're going to see people go, no, we're done. We're done with that because um, you told us we need to get vaccinated and that would go away. So live up to your end of the and another I I don't know. Is that a realistic goal? Nine hundred thousand more Kentuckians. They've already got they already have appointments that are going unfilled. Yeah. Mm hmm. So it seems to me the pent-up demand has been depressurized. So has he set the goalposts so far away that we're not – he says we can get there in three and a half weeks. That's the issue I have. Not so much the 900,000, but the timing of it all. Yeah. He says we could get there in three and a half weeks, but it will probably be more like six weeks. Okay, so mid – so late May. 
So you're telling us Memorial Day? No, I don't, I'm sorry. I think you've you've been able to keep the majority of people on board for a long period of time, but I just think you're going to lose them quickly because fit, once people start to feel freedom, they're going to say, ah, I'm, I'm finished with that. Freedom is coming with the sun. As the sun comes out and the temperature mm. rises, their freedom is coming. Yeah, that's exactly right, and that's what we spent now. We that happened last year, you know, in the early days of March and the early days of April, when people were able to get outside and mm-hmm. people felt better about it. And then winter came and we saw the spike, et cetera. But now he's warning also of a dominant variant that is attacking young people. One of the things that I'm curious about is if we go back to last year, either true or not true, it certainly soothed the fears of a lot of parents when we heard that COVID-19, as we knew it, was leaving young people alone. Our, our kids were pretty resilient, and they weren't becoming sick, mm-hmm. by and large, unless there was under underlying health issue, et cetera. But on the whole, kids weren't bothered by COVID-19. And as a result, that made kids feel a little bit emboldened, and like, oh, well, it's not going to bother me, so I'll just do whatever it is that I want to do. And we saw a lot of, uh, I'll say, the the under-25s set, you know, 25 and down, just go, hey I'm going to live my hey life now. however I want. Right? Hey yeah. Well, I mean, that's that group. <clears throat> I'd say more like 18 and under. I mean, I think that some of my I age think group you've was... got some college kids on spring break oh, at well, the age I'm of not, 22 well, I'm not and 21, no, et cetera, gonna, on down. But... But I think the younger you were from that age of 25 that I drew, yeah. the greater the chances were that you felt oh, yeah, like no you were that. isolated and insulated. But I'm wondering, if we had never said that, mm-hmm. would it have changed would it have changed the thought process of that young of the younger Americans? And the reason I ask is this is that now the messaging is these variants are going to get our young people. Right at a time where we're saying if you're 16 and over, you need to be vaccinated because you're, that's where the focus of messaging is now is on people 16 and over. Yes. And in particular, trying to get into that 16 to 25 set and say, okay, you all come in here now and get vaccinated. So I'm just wondering if our messaging had been different from the beginning, would there have been a different ideology? Of course. On give an inch, take a mile. I do know that a lot of people my age that I know have been vaccinated. So that is that is That's something good. that makes me feel good that a lot of my friends have taken that next step or are in the next stages of taking that next step once they are able to now that it's opening up to those that are not in essential yeah. jobs and so on. It's because you only have smart friends, right? Well, I, I wouldn't say that by any means. <laughs> You've not met some of my friends. I wouldn't say that by any means. <laughs> I have friends that are Cubs fans. So. Uh, well, okay, this is uh, turning the other cheek. Uh, yeah, very good. Uh, we will going to talk later on in the week with uh, Josh Embry from the Grayson County Health Department. To they're making a um, a very clear messaging signal about young younger people as well uh, getting the shot. And getting them in, also some troubling numbers, you know, trending in a different direction. I, I uh, one of the things I guess I want to also spend some time talking with Josh about when we get an opportunity is we're seeing some of these numbers. You know, we're, we're seeing some the positivity rate is jumping up, but I'd like to know the demographics of where the positive cases are coming from 
because this time last year we were worried about people over the age of 80, and then we were worried about people over 70, and then 60, and then 50, and on down. So where's the positivity now that most people that are probably 60 and up have been vaccinated, and then a large group of 50s and then 40s and on down now you know, to uh, as much as 16? So where's the positivity coming from at the moment? What are the demographics involved with that that I'm curious to learn? What could be doing it? Uh, the A bill shielding businesses from COVID lawsuits has become law. The governor stood aside and let a bill become law that protects an array of businesses from coronavirus-related lawsuits. But he warned yesterday that the measure is likely to draw a court challenge. The measure, which was backed by business interests, became law this past weekend without Governor Bashir's signature. A veto would have killed the bill since the legislative session has ended. Interesting move on his part. He didn't want to sign off on it and say, yeah, I endorse this, but he knew that it was going to become law anyway, so he could say, well, I told you all. This wasn't, you know, but you could have you could have vetoed it if you wanted, but you didn't. So it shows him kind of riding the fence on the issue mm-hmm. is that he sees the business, he sees the interest to the business community in it. And so he's trying to kind of keep them somewhat happy, but then uh, also saying, um, you know, he's the cautionary tale. You all probably be better be careful about uh-huh. about doing that. So, I mean, <laughs> we'll see who's going to challenge it. Doesn't like when somebody else makes orders, huh? <laughs> Charles Booker, the Democrat who, um, if the 2020 primary season had been four weeks later, uh, maybe even two weeks later, would yeah. have found himself running against uh, Senate Majority, then Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, has um, formed an exploratory committee as he weighs a follow-up race in the 2022 uh, race against incumbent Senator Rand Paul, he's a former state lawmaker. I think he served, what, one term in Frankfurt or so? Yeah, but he's done a lot of different – he's worked for Fish and Wildlife. He's done a lot of different yeah, things. Yeah, he continued to tout themes of racial and economic justice, universal access to health care, and environmental activism in taking a big step toward challenging Paul. Uh, Paul's uh, a libertarian-leaning conservative and recently got the uh, – he got the endorsement of Rand Paul uh, – of President Trump. Interesting dynamics going on. You know, over the weekend, President Trump had some ugly words, um, some expletives for uh, Mitch McConnell. But that was in the same week that he endorsed Rand Paul, which – I think is putting a lot of Kentuckians in an interesting, a lot of Kentucky Republicans in an interesting position because I still think McConnell among Republicans, McConnell is largely popular or at least appreciated for his service and leadership. I think uh, Senator Paul is sometimes seen as kind of the renegade or more of the loose cannon, but Mm -hmm. then like, well, we like him too. But now I've got, uh, I was kind of, I was supportive of President Trump, but I'm not completely happy with him. And he's he's mad at McConnell, but he likes Paul. How am I supposed to feel about yeah. that? It's a yeah. real I, – so I don't know if that it's a Sophie's choice necessarily, but it's one of those things where I don't know whose side I'm supposed to be on, and that can be a challenge. So property boundaries there. If you don't know what <clears> side <throat> – 
almost like leaves and branches. <laughs> yeah. And Why was... doesn't Ren- Rene Boucher run against him? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they've already had some pretty good fights. So, uh, Don't you want to see him on a debate stage? I, I, I probably, probably the highest yeah, debate for do. a Senate probably debate would like of all to time. Uh, K105.com, you can read about a story. Rick Hubry is the Family Resource and Youth Services Director for Grayson County Schools. Will be inducted into the ECTC Hall of Distinguished uh, Alumni. You can read about that. And then we touched on it at the top of the broadcast, but uh, what, 10 to 1 final at Don Lee Field yesterday, Sam? Is that yeah, right? I mean, it was a good game for about four and a half innings. Yeah. And then the wheels kind of fell off a little bit. Meade County scored seven runs in the top of the fifth inning, including a, a moonshot of a home run that would have left some major league ballparks. Yeah, very so, wow. Uh, Green Wave are pretty decent. So the Cougars look. To beat the Cougars tonight for the yeah, first win of the season. McLean County, right? Yes. That's right. 5.30 is what time that game is. No coverage. Cougars on Cougars. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more. Hang around here on In the Note. Today is Scrabble Day. Honoring one of the world's most popular games on the anniversary of the 1899 birth of its uh, date of its inventor, Alfred Butts. <laughs> Makes me feel a little better about Scrabble now. Happy birthday, <laughs> Mr. Butts. Uh, let's see. Uh, other other names considered for early versions of the game, Lexico and crisscross words. Wow. Hot sauce, applesauce, crisscross applesauce. Is that uh, yeah? And it's also um, Peach Cobbler Day today. Ooh. I-, I learned recently that you have a strong hatred of cobbler, right? I do, and I and I, I was surprised as to why. Well, interestingly enough, I also was surprised to hear Dennis just make the sound "ooh." Do you like cobbler? I've eaten cobbler. There's no way Dennis can like cobbler. The texture of the crust, though. That's exactly my problem. Is what really? I love. I don't eat soupy. I don't want soupy dessert. No, no, no. It's got to be a hard, uh, almost crunchy in a way. But then I'll just nibble a little bit about the, the, the texture of the peaches, but it's the crust that I like. Do you yeah. like pie? I do like pie. I don't like most of the cobblers that I've encountered. They just turn into this goo, yeah. and I don't I'm, like them being goo. Yeah. I'm sure that there's somebody listening that could make a really good peach cobbler. That's all right. Don't bother. <laughs> um, it's, I, I mean, I appreciate. I'm sure Gracie could. I, I would appreciate the. I would appreciate the effort. No, I would just rather stick with the rivers and the lakes that I'm used to, which is nice. the death, death by chocolate peanut butter cake <laughs> and the red velvet cupcakes and the like. I don't. I don't need cobbler. Or the cookies. My, my life is complete oh, yeah. without the cobbler. But if Dennis won't eat a casserole, he yeah. won't eat a cobbler, was no, my thinking. No, I mean, it's it's got the top of the crust has to be almost like a uh, hard texture, or I won't eat, I won't try it. Yeah. But let's don't go chasing waterfalls. So. <laughs> <laughs> Left eye. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the uh, Cook Ranch Shaved Ice Endeavor. You're, uh, I remember the day that you came in and you said, we bought a shaved ice trailer. Yeah. I don't know that you said that publicly on the air, but you told us. And so 
I was kind of wondering if by the end of this weekend you'd come in saying, <laughs> we sold a Chevy Dice trailer. <laughs> because I, I assumed that it had to be very time consuming. But oh this goodness. is an endeavor. This is an endeavor that, uh, what, Sarah and Gracie are kind of undertaking? Yes. Yeah, Sarah had this uh, baby uh, form up in her brain last uh, September or so. She wanted to do something with the kids and provide them a work environment, kind of a family-themed business. And uh, last October, uh, we bought it, and Sarah is the owner-manager of it all, and Gracie is her right-hand gal. She is made for a position like this with all of her training and expertise that she's received at the high school. And thanks to the awesome folks of Grayson County, we had an amazing first week. We haven't slept, but it's been an amazing, <laughs> uh, amazing week. I was just curious, you know, I, I thought when I saw the hours that you all uh, or that it was open, because I know you have some other uh, help as, as well, but I just thought, can a person keep this pace up? You know, because I just imagine you being like the barker at Shoe Carnival. You know, step right up, get your... Pretty much it. You know, I figured that was your job, but even you can fatigue of that after a while. Yeah, so I'll leave the office at the church whenever we're done for the day and then kind of go over and put the shaved ice shirt on and, hey, step right up. Come on, <laughs> you got Tutti Fruity? We got one just for you. Come uh, on. Up. Yeah. And then I'm hoarse by the end of the night, so... What is the best flavor? Uh, we're selling out of Tiger's Blood, which is Ooh, kind of a hint of strawberry, orange, coconut... Blue raspberry, blue cotton candy. But no actual tiger. No, okay. no, no, right, no, 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 no. Joe Exotic? We're PETA friendly. <laughs> All right, good. Um, and uh, wedding, turtle. wedding cake batter and cheesecake are popular when they add in strawberry. Like, we just can't keep those flavors in the bottles long enough. We just mm. Dr. Snow Cone? Yeah, a, kind of a hint of Dr. Pepper to that oh, one. Oh, okay. okay. So I opted for, I selected peach. And I selected wedding cake. And okay. I gave Miss Buckles the option to choose which one she wanted of the two, knowing the answer would be peach. So that left me with the wedding cake, and it was uh, it was wonderful. Yeah, it, 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 it was good. It was it was a little sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, they're kind of supposed to be. Oh, is that uh, the way it's supposed yeah, to work? Yeah, it's kind of okay. a sweet treat. Right, good. Uh, right, I understand. Uh, hopefully, you weren't shocked when it was also cold. Uh, but yes, <laughs> only two brain freezes. <laughs> no, it's. It's been awesome, so we're thankful for everybody. And thanks for, for sharing about it on the radio. Yeah, happy to. I, I assume there might be some samples in our future. So I sure hope so. You know, I'm working pretty hard I know. Uh, in some we'll, way. We'll 40 unhealthy habits to ditch by the age of 40. Uh-oh. To which I wonder if, you've, if you're nine years say beyond it. that, that milestone, say it. do you just forget it? Yes. You say, well, if you, didn't, if you didn't get rid of these before 40, yes. then just go all in. As they say, lean into it. Yeah, when you teased it earlier, <laughs> I was concerned until you said by 40, and I was like, well, forget it. Yeah. Do I, already, do I need to take notes? Yes, you okay. do. Okay. Yeah. okay. Dennis, Dennis and I, we already slalomed through that gate, so it's just uh, Well, I still got a while. Not getting enough sleep. Oh, uh oh. Skipping doctor's appointments. Uh oh. <laughs> Not drinking oh enough water. Oh, for three. Okay, Sam. <laughs> drinking caffeine late in the day. Oh, oh for four. Skimping on protein. <laughs> okay, I'm good there. Eating mostly meat. Uh oh. Relying on fast food is oh, a real uh oh. I've seen what you I've seen okay. what you carry in for lunch. Relying once a week. Relying on supplements. Okay, I'm good there. Never cooking at home. I don't know if ramen I mean, noodles. What count. does that mean? 
We're out of basketball season, so I cook more because during basketball go. season it's yeah. tough when I'm yeah, doing when I'm hard. home one night a week. Right, not cleaning enough, staying oh, indoors, sitting all day, Uh-oh. never exercising, oh, no. not stretching after exercise. You got to stretch after exercise. That was news to me. Uh, so if you don't exercise, do I not have to stretch? So am I good there? Right. Okay. You don't have to stretch yeah, before or after if that's you don't. Why, yeah, that's why I don't. Forgetting to call loved ones, eating too much sodium. Sodium is sneaky because there's yeah. so, sodium and so much stuff that you don't really yeah. realize. You know, even someone like me who relies upon like healthy choice frozen meals and oh, you just look at the sodium oh, count yeah. because they have to preserve them and sodium mm-hmm. is a natural preservative. Cutting carbs, yo-yo dieting, ignoring symptoms, not protecting your bone health. Using your phone before bed, not managing stress, not making time for yourself, neglecting your skin, not wearing sunscreen, not making time for your hobbies, not taking care of your mental health, drinking too much alcohol, not protecting your hearing, skimping on healthy fats, skipping breakfast, hating your body, eating canned foods, staying in toxic relationships, not saving money, staying in the wrong job, not reading, not flossing your teeth, smoking, and wishing you were younger. If I had a batting average there, it'd be lower than the Cubs right now. Huh. And that's that's pretty that's, low right now. That's strike three, Sam. <laughs> that's pretty low. He worked in three Cubs missions you, already. You poking the bear. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? When when you're in front, you got to take them while you can. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's drive through customer spotted a sign that's being called Savage telling people to be patient. No one wants to work. <laughs> I'd say there are a lot of establishments. There was a, an establishment in the general area. It was reported to me. It was a, a kind of a restaurant place, and it said, please be nice to our employees. They were nice enough to show up to work today. Yeah, pretty like, much. Well, yeah. Very good point. A TikTok user named Brittany Logan recently shared footage of a note she found at a McDonald's drive through In the video's caption, Logan described the note as savage. As it appears in the video, the note says, we are short-staffed. Please be patient with the staff that did show up. No one wants to work anymore. As someone who spent four years working in the restaurant industry, I, I can relate to that wholeheartedly. That's wholeheartedly. Exactly right. So yeah, say no one wants to work, but a lot of people don't want to work right now. So it's true. Especially in that. But that sign made a lot of people grimace. Yep. Uh huh. Very, mm-hmm. very good. Thank you. Yeah. Mr. Hamburglar. It'll be better. It'll be going to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Kevin James is in the news. To the delight of Dennis, we'll tell you about that coming up here on In the Know. Your foot is exactly as long as the distance from your wrist to the crook of your elbow. What? All right, I can't wait for Dennis to pretzel this into to see if he can do this. Where's, where's my crook? <laughs> is it this? Uh, I think I think it's like this. I think if you if you just hold your arm, like bend your arm at a ninety degree angle. Okay. Then your foot should fit between the angle between your Which upper arm and lower arm and the wrist. That's going to say, pr- come on, pretzel. 
pretzel that in there and see Sam, if you can if you can if you can I don't know that I'm gonna be able don't to. injure yourself lock lock the wheels <sighs> do on we have nine one one on, you, on <laughs> before you try I've reached the age to where you know I have to decide do I want to clip my toenails or breathe I'm picking breathe <laughs> yeah so I'm not gonna figure this measurement yeah, out be. here I just thought it was kind of interesting that that might uh, I, I bet that probably makes sense Kevin James will play Sean Payton in a movie based on the Saints Bounty Gate scandal. Oh. Kevin James is all set to play New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton in an upcoming Netflix project, and it's all based around the fallout from the infamous Bounty Gate scandal. Now, I, I guess this will be fine, but Dennis, I would ask you, obviously you're a big King of Queens fan. Yeah. Um, I think it probably sets the tone. It might be the soundtrack to your life. It really like, is. Everything that happens in your day-to-day life there is a subtext of King of Queens yeah. running underneath it. Is that fair? That is very fair. When you see Kevin James attempting to play another role, does it seem like hypocrisy? No. Paul Blart? No, I kind of want him to, honestly. All right. Because he did a he actually did a, a horror movie over COVID, like at the beginning before COVID. Uh, I think it was maybe straight to Netflix, but he was like a like a bad dude in that movie. I All forget right. what it was called. But, you know, the sitcom stuff runs its course every once in a while, and you got to get away from the Paul Blart. you got to get away from the grown-ups typecast <laughs> stuff. So even, yeah. even when he did the um, Here Comes the Boom, I thought that was a good mixture of seriousness and, like, athleticism and comedy mixed. Uh, and and I haven't seen the Netflix racing one yet, but you I know, think he needs to do something serious like this because he has a serious side to him. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you had seen the Netflix uh, NASCAR, the NASCAR connected uh, sitcom on have Netflix. Not. You've not seen it? I don't have Netflix. so My yeah. issue with it is that he doesn't look anything like Sean Payton. Yeah. I, t- and uh, I, thought, I saw somebody on Twitter say they should have picked Peter Billingsley. Because <laughs> he at least looks kind of like Sean Payton. Uh, Peter Billingsley is only Ralphie in my mind. <laughs> yeah, will forever be. It's 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 a hard enough stretch to see him in uh, couples retreat, and uh, but more importantly in um, three Christmases. Yeah, three Christmases. Yeah, that's uh, Peter. But, Peter uh, Billingsley. He's yeah. also in Iron Man. Uh, he's also in Elf. An Elf. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Peter Billingsley is in Iron Man. I didn't uh-huh. know. That. Uh, do you or Spider Man? One of those two. Is it Hitch, the yes. Will Smith movie? Yes. I think that is underrated. Oh. Kevin James and Hitch is, is oh. underrated. Their, their tandem together, where Kevin wasn't having to be the guy, he was able to be the, the B guy, uh-huh. and just that dry, natural comedy paired with Will Smith was unbelievable. Yeah, the Q-tip, the Q-tip, <laughs> throw it away. Want to throw it away now? Q-tip. Now about Chuck and Larry. Do you like the movie yeah, that Chuck just, and Larry? I, we don't really watch it. Yeah, I haven't watched say, it. It's one of those. I'm sure kind of funny, but it still just made me feel weird. I'm sure there are funny parts. Uh, do you fancy yourself a composer, Dennis? Well, it's just something that <laughs> I've the author studied. Of a couple of songs, and I'm, I may have dabbled in it a couple of times, but I don't like the label. A new survey reveals Harry Potter, Titanic, and Inception top the charts as the three most recognizable film scores of all time. I'm calling hogwash on that. How yeah. Star Wars not in there? Precisely. I mean, Harry Potter 100%. How about Indiana Jones? How about Superman? How about anything John Williams did? Yes, so, <laughs> yes no <laughs> doubt. 
extraterrestrial. I yeah. mean, it's um, West Side Story is also on there. Gone with the Wind, Psycho, Star Wars is uh, instantly caught some respondents' attention and made it into the top ten. But I don't know that I can put Inception. No, or or Titanic. I know the theme of Titanic, That's but I thing. couldn't identify no. the uh, pieces of the score. So yeah. I don't. I get it. Harry Potter one hundred percent, but I'm I'm a huge Harry Potter fan and. Not the biggest Star Wars fan. And, uh, Generationally, you know, I, I would kinda, think that's kinda, true. And I kind of had to whisper that a little bit. But I would still say Star Wars probably has a more recognizable soundtrack than Harry Potter. It's a bigger franchise. <laughs> it is a bigger franchise. Oh, it's it's ginormously bigger. And it's so long-lasting throughout many decades. So it's like, Harry Potter. Harry Potter is a huge franchise. But Star Wars is a bigger franchise because of its longevity and the amount of content. Uh, seventy-two percent. Uh, it's a fact. Do the math. Calm down. Do the math. Seventy-two percent of Japanese want the Olympics canceled or postponed over a slow vaccine rollout. No, let someone else do them. If you all don't want to do them, then give them to someone else. We're going to have Olympics this summer. Put up a tent in Caneyville and let's just have it and do it. Let K105 Digital Productions cover it I, I, and let's go. I see no yes. reason that we can't. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. I've got. Uh, I've already got ideas here. Already got ideas popping in. We can make the K105 crew. Olympics happen. Absolutely, we can. Well, they got the the Terrapin race. Isn't that a thing at the Caneyville Fair? Can we can we make a? It, it once was, yeah. If not still, it at least once can, was. Can we I make can that Olympic? That. Ladies we... and gentlemen, reporting live from the Purple Flash Center. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen to that. Event number one of the forty fifth Olympiad: Grease pole climbing. <laughs> I have chills. <laughs> if, if you're watching and listening today, you have chills as well. The hairs on the back of your neck are standing straight up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, can you imagine being able to tell your friends you once won the bronze medal in the Greens Pole Climbing Contest in the uh, Caneyville Olympic Games? I think it would be phenomenal. I once got a participant ribbon with a Mountain Dude Chugging Contest at Horse Branch Elementary. Kayaking on Caney Creek. Okay. I mean, it's happening. Come on. We'll just take the games away from Japan and say, take that, Japan. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. A company always on the run. A destiny. Oh, it's a rising sun. MB's point to ponder for today. Uh, running the risk here of uh, the fact that Dennis has already done this, so maybe he has a has a ready answer. If you could invent a holiday, what would it be? Oh man, that's a great question. My mind raced at this premise. I thought there's so many choices that I that come to mind. It would be hard to maybe pick one, or I feel like I would choose too early. And then overlook one that I would think of later and go, I wish I had done that one. But it did remind me, I would like to do a much better job of celebrating Festivus. <laughs> okay. 
I didn't invent that, obviously, but yeah. I think that yeah. I think that uh, we overlook the value of Festivus as we ramp into you know the Christmas uh, as part of being the Christmas. Season. I got two that come to mind. Okay, Super Bowl Monday. Day after the Super Bowl should be a holiday, okay. you know, because usually you you kind of got that lull of the game ends late and so on. Yeah, but but it still probably isn't going to be a media holiday. No, probably not. And then mm. uh, continuing in my theme of Reds, and this is in Cincinnati, I think it should be a national holiday of baseball opening day. You think opening day Ooh. should be well, a... in, in that in Cincinnati? I mean, opening day in Cincinnati is unlike any other city. Um, uh, that seems awfully discriminatory, Sam. So. Um, you're saying Cincinnati should get to have opening day as, well, as a holiday, but no one else? Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. Correct. Or the me. entire nation should celebrate Cincinnati opening day because the Reds still should have the first the first game <sighs> in baseball. First professional franchise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with... Did you uh, say first or worst? First. I didn't. I, I didn't. We're not talking about the yeah, Cubs. That was awesome. That's we're technically not, not true. Just making sure I heard. I'm just asking. Correct. Most are recent World Series champion? Red Sox? Here, you know. No, I'm just... Uh, Red Sox are, are in first Reds place. are the probably your second favorite team? Right? The, the Reds are my favorite National League team, without a doubt, because I grew up in the era of the Big Red Machine. Absolutely. And how could you not be a fan of that? There's team? the Mason-Dixon line between Grayson and Ohio County. If you grew up in Ohio County, I guess apparently you're a Cardinals fan. Yeah, I think that's Or probably. a Cubs fan or yeah. something. And then east yeah. of that, then you'd be, be a Reds fan. And then even you get some Braves sprinkled in here in this area because yeah. they were on, what, yeah, TBS, for the, right? for those kids that had cable in mm-hmm. the 80s. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I didn't have cable. Cable vision. So I was not. A t- I was not a Turner Broadcast uh, system. On uh, TV tonight, uh, HBO has a view of small towns across the United States based on a book of called Our Towns, a one hundred thousand mile journey into the hearts of America. Are they previewing uh, the Caneyville Olympics? Sir? Our towns. I think there will be a sneak peek um, of a sneaky peek of the Caneyville Games of the Caneyville Olympiad. I was a star in the play Our Town. Yeah. I figured Our Town, the the play, was going to come up. Uh, we are uh, post, um, obviously, we uh, will be two Sundays removed from Resurrection Sunday this week. And so a lot of... Uh, a lot of congregations, you know, steer their curriculum and their messaging and their study for the Easter season and for Resurrection Sunday and then kind of pick a new path after that. What's going on at First Baptist Church this week that, and this weekend that we need to know about? Well, uh, this week uh, we resume our Wednesday night gatherings with uh, discipleship programs for all ages in socially distanced environments. So we have a, a group for kids, a class for youth, which is middle school and high school, and also for adults. And we're beginning uh, a four-week session before we break for the summer of mystery panels. So each Wednesday night in the adult class, we will have a group of mystery folks who will be coming in to share in discussion, share uh, about their walk with Christ and answer questions from our congregation that they may have. And, And tomorrow night, we get to have our first mystery panel made up of some special senior adult members of our church who will share about their walk with Christ. I'm sorry, but that just reminded me of I have the imagery of a game show from the 60s. 
Okay. Where the panelists are behind these screened curtains and they just have a big question yes. mark behind uh-huh. them. And it's a combination of like to tell the truth yes. and like whose line what, is it anyway? Wizard of Oz behind all, who's, like who's all who's those thing, the all those things yeah. together. Like they're supposed to tell stories and people are supposed to guess who it is. Yeah. I think that's well, we're just yeah. we're just telling folks about the premise. We're not telling them who they are. They'll find out when they show up. Right. That's what it's like. Okay. There's intrigue. The tease. Mm-hmm. The tease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, but on Sundays, ten o'clock, one hundred six East Walnut. We are continuing our our sermon series to and from Easter. We are now obviously going from Easter out into following Christ and to uh, putting all the things that we have been taught into application in our lives. Right. So the Easter season doesn't end on Easter. That's right. Today's highlight in history, this date, 1970, Apollo 13, four-fifths of the way to the moon, was crippled when a tank containing liquid oxygen burst. Uh, If you've seen the movie, you know how it turned out. I won't spoil it for you in case you missed it in both history class and the Tom Hanks movie. I don't think I had history. In 1743, the third president of the United States, Thomas Jefferson, was born in uh, Virginia. In 1861, at the start of the, well, it was the Virginia Colony then. It wasn't the Commonwealth of Virginia. In 1861, at the start of the Civil War, Fort Sumter in South Carolina fell to Confederate forces. 1997, Tiger Woods became the youngest person to win the Masters Tournament and the first player of partly African heritage to claim a major golf title. In 2005, Eric Rudolph, a defiant Eric Rudolph, pled guilty to carrying out the deadly bombing at the 1996 Atlanta Olympics. Have, have you seen, seen the movie? I have seen. Um, I Or I saw the television. No, I've seen the movie. The one that just... Recently yeah. came out, right? Yeah, like in the last year. About Eric Jewell. I mean, about... Um, I haven't. What was that guy's name? Uh, Richard Jewell. Richard Jewell, yeah. Interesting. It was, was an it interesting good? movie. Yeah, it's good. It's Because okay. I saw watching. the preview and I was like, I think I'd watch that. And then, obviously... You did kind of... No. <laughs> That's me with a lot of movies. I couldn't tell you the last time I... And I know, pre even pre-pandemic, went yeah. and saw a movie in theaters. Yeah, I'm not sure when I went either. Storm siren test today that we missed a notice uh, on? Apparently. Yeah, so. Uh, birthdays today. Movie TV composer Bill Conti is 79 today. Actor Tony Dow is 76 today. Wally Cleaver is 76. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Al Green is 75. Peebo Bryson is 70. Max Weinberg is 70. Ricky Schroeder is 51. Captain Silver Spoons himself. And Lou Vega uh, is 46 uh, today. Silver Spoons. Silver Spoons. Wow. And as I mentioned, Thomas Jefferson, born in the state in 1743. Oh, that's cool. See if we can find a chart topper. Maybe some of these dentists will sing along to. Hopefully there's no dissonance with the siren. The Shirelles, dedicated to the one I love, was yeah. number one in the state in 1961. What a title. Tornado sign really adds to the little, song. The little, little dissonance there. <laughs> yeah. It's like the slide whistle in the background. I gotta be flat. Wish they find their key. Yes. Let's go to 1970. Norman Greenbaum, or what some people would say, Norman Greenbaum, was number one with Spirit in the Sky. Good one. We've heard this in how many movies? 
Uh, you and I were sharing before the show in the movie Michael, where John Travolta plays an angel. This is used in the opening scene of the movie. And John Travolta wakes up in the morning and comes into the kitchen. You stopping that's, there? That's what I think of, yeah. <laughs> sure, he was in his boxer shorts. Okay. Yeah, he got all that. Uh, 19... I forgot to do The Doobie Brothers What a Fool Believes in 1979 Good song uh, NXS Devil Inside in 1988 uh, Jewel You Were Meant For Me Was number one in I think it was 95 or 96 Good somebody pulled the plug <laughs> What was that? <laughs> I mean, he's not happy that the tornado drill got uh just, got turned down there. So. Just, oh. oh, it's the beginning of the video. Oh, okay, dramatic. Yeah. Rascal oh. Flash, number one. What hurts the most in 06? And Ed Sheeran, Thinking Out Loud, was number one six years ago today. So there are your chart toppers for today. Yeah, five seconds of Rascal Flats was enough. With a little, uh, with a little <laughs> storm siren. Yeah. I'd rather listen to the storm siren. Ooh. Yeah, no, yeah, no. That's harsh. Yeah. Uh, Dennis, thanks for coming in. <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, shaved Ice Samples, what, next week? Maybe? Sure, that's or up to you. Later you, on in the you month? You tell or? me mon- next Monday, and then it'll happen oh. on Tuesday. <laughs> okay. Uh, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Glass, China, and Reputation are all easily cracked and never well-mended. Glass, China, and Reputation are easily cracked and never well-mended. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Dennis Cook, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. Powered by Heritage Media of Kentucky. WKHG Litchfield. Kentucky. USA. 104.9 FM. The Twin Lakes. Best Mix.